you are listening to an episode of Back Row Movie News. The podcast name and scope has changed. It is now the Broken Record Podcast, uh, but you can still enjoy the past episodes of Back Row Movie News on this feed. Make sure you follow uh, the Broken Record Podcast or Podcast Broken Record. Depends on what social media site on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for updates on future episodes. What's going on, you guys? Welcome and thank you for tuning into this episode of Backroom Movie News. Man of Steel 2 might be coming off the ground, uh, no pun intended. And the most notorious rock and roll band is getting their very own Netflix movie, a personal favorite of mine, actually, and much more movie news to discuss right here on Backroom Movie News. <laughs> Welcome to the best scene in the house, everybody. I'm Casey Sampson. And I'm Chase Cooper. Doing good today, Chase? Doing all right. All right. How, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. Oh, Thanks good. for asking. Let's just move into the movie news. That's what uh, we do here. We're starting under the Disney cloud as usual, talking about Star Wars here. Solo, a Star Wars story. We know now, we now know that the runtime is going to be two hours and 23 minutes. So, Kaysen, how are you feeling about two hours and 23 minutes? Uh, so, I guess this makes it the second longest Star Wars movie. Uh, I believe. Last Jedi was about... Two hours and 30, 35 minutes or so. Um, I, I do enjoy my Star Wars movies uh, fairly long, uh, enough to uh, put some fan service in there and whatnot. Uh, I, I don't know. It's just it being my favorite franchise, I can't get enough of it, so it makes sense. How do you feel sure. about it, though? Uh, sounds good. Um, as we get a little closer, I'm getting a little more hyped to see what they deliver. And then I think the two hours, 15 minutes, two hours, 20 minutes, that's usually kind of the, the perfect movie length depending on the movie but yeah right. so I like it cool alright so <laughs> it's, it's it's short Star Wars news yeah, just a little it's baby a little bit. unusual but uh, yeah, yeah. alright let's move on to the MCU Chase the MCU so we're talking about the Black Widow solo movie that may or may not happen in the future so Marvel's hoping that the Scarlett Johansson led flick would have will have Wonder Woman level success and the reports are if this film clears 900 million at the box office her take, Scarlett Johansson, is going to be $31 million. Dude, it's crazy, man. You're crazy, man. You're so crazy. Um, aside from all that, I do look forward to this movie. I want to know which um, which Marvel character that actually play up more for the female-led character because you'd think it'd be more Captain Marvel because all of these uh, solo movies essentially lead back to it being the Avengers. That's what um, marks the phases, I believe. Usually. Yeah, so... Um, I feel like they're going to push Captain Marvel a little more here and as opposed to Black Widow. So I want to see uh, which one will have more of an impact. And do you think that based off of that, like if Black Widow seems to be more su- successful as a female-led character as opposed to the Captain Marvel one, which one – I mean do you think it would be possible for them to push Black Widow as the like lead uh, female? I mean she's been around longer. Maybe. I don't know how they would approach it. I mean – it's going to be basically an experiment sort of at this point for them oh. with the Black Widow movie. I think that's what the vibe I feel. Makes sense. I think I can't imagine this outgrossing the <laughs> Captain Marvel solo movie, the first one. I can definitely imagine that. Yeah. But I think in the end, the way they build their team-ups and they're kind of f- forming their universe as they go, I think Captain Marvel would be like the main focus. Right. But yeah, but I can easily, I can definitely imagine the, a Black Widow movie doing better than Captain Marvel. Well, we just have like more of a backstory and just we're more familiar with it. Yeah, I, I want. It's she, a little crazy that they're you know waiting so long to put Captain Marvel in there. And that's supposed to be like their female lead. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. 
nonetheless. All right. Well, we can move on to more female uh, led characters, such as Harley Quinn in the DCU. We can give us a scoop, Chase. We're out from under the Disney cloud and under the Warner Brothers cloud. Awesome. So Warner Brothers is definitely looking to complete three Harley Quinn films at one point. Uh, Suicide Squad 2, Birds of Prey, which is basically the female villain, female villains and heroes of the Batman mythos. And then, uh, oh, the, the Harley and Joker movie, or Harley versus Joker, they're calling it. Oh. So we know that screenwriter Christina Hudson is working on the script for the, which one is, oh, she's working on... Hold on, my notes are fucked up here. <laughs> okay, I well, okay. We know that Joker versus Harley. There's Glenn Ficarra and John Requa who wrote Crazy Stupid Love. They're okay. writing that script and they're gonna direct. And then I think for Birds of Prey, we have Christina Hudson working on the script. Sounds so, Casey, cool. how are you feeling about all the Harley Quinn films? Uh, I mean, they're really pushing this character, uh, which I normally wouldn't mind, but I feel like in the DCU, there's a lot more characters that they that need to get their own solo movies. Um, such as like Man of Steel 2 which we'll get into later um, but Birds of Prey I never really got a chance to read the comic uh-huh. um, but it's a storyline that includes Poison Ivy and I think Catwoman is definitely Poison Ivy yeah. uh, but I would actually love to see the casting choices of Poison Ivy and Catwoman and um, just to generally see them in the DCU because I think that'd be really cool um, yeah. I mean like I said there's more characters that need to have their movie before there's like three Harley Quinn movies um, sure what do you think though I don't know it's interesting she is definitely one of the so far successes of the DCU yeah, yeah. I mean Suicide Squad it was you know an uneven film you know I didn't like it but she was definitely a bright point and I think they basically have nowhere to go but up if they treat it with care right. but I think I do agree it is it'll be interesting to see how they shake it out because what do they got Batman Shazam Aquaman uh, something else I forgot I think what Black Adam they're probably going to make a movie yeah, then they I mean, have these three Harley Quinns and then they have Suicide Squad too so and that's really the slate that we know of I think so right. it will be interesting to see how spread out these are and what players are involved in each film you know character wise yeah, but I mean, I'm actually excited to see where they go with the Harley Quinn. Yeah, yeah. See how I, well they can use it. Yeah, I just want the DCU to be a little more organized, as I said, like plenty yeah. of other times. But uh, all right, so let's talk about Man of Steel two since we just brought that Man up. Man of Steel two. So we had word that the sequel to Man of Steel was not was going to be officially announced this winter, like recently after Justice League, because they the studio was planning on it being a big hit, everyone being happy. Yeah. Then they, then they were going to be like, Yo, Man of Steel two. Uh, but obviously Justice League failed critically and didn't do as well money-wise as they needed or wanted. Right. So that's been put off, announcing Man of Steel 2. But the word is at this point that this summer we're going to get that. We're going to get a director, a release date, and uh, you know the announcement. Maybe at Comic-Con, who knows? Right. How are you feeling about Man of Steel 2? That's a good point to actually bring up Comic-Con. That'd be a pretty big an- announcement for like Hall H. Um, yeah. It's something that the fans are definitely craving. It's... Um, it just makes sense to have him, I mean, have his movie come uh, before anybody else's. I mean, yeah, Man of Steel kicked off the DCU. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that only makes sense. And the you say what you want about Justice League, but the way that I saw Superman portrayed in Justice League, I was actually rooting for him. And I'm not usually like – I, I love Man of Steel too, or the first Man of Steel. Um but I'm still not like a great. I'm more of a Batman fan, so I'm not like a Superman like fanatic. Um, but in Justice League, like I said, I was rooting for him, man. So I hope they can like incorporate some of what was there, kind of just being like the tough, like is this guy bothering you kind of thing. I love sure. that, and just seeing how powerful he was, it just 
I love him in Justice League, so hopefully they can recreate that sort of in Man of Steel 2, but do a better movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what do you think, yeah. man? I don't know. I am excited to see what they do with Man of Steel 2. I do agree. I mean, I didn't mind him in Batman vs. Superman. I liked the film, so I thought that was an all right continuation of what yeah. was going on. I'm glad you like it. And then I do agree that Justice League, it was he was much more likable. They got they sort of got more of a I guess classic Superman sort of spirit, you know. Mm-hmm. I think that they they were going for. So I think he, they do have a lot of momentum. And I guess speaking of uh, Superman Steel, he's supposed to appear in the Shazam movie, which will definitely come out before Man of Steel two, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. So they're gonna keep try and keep him fresh in our minds, you know, and think about it. And then hopefully they can continue that momentum from Justice League. Right, so, well, so if Shazam has already got a release date, right? Yeah. Okay, so you're saying that like they'll be putting him Man of Steel in, the, in it, yeah. Okay, I think it'll be kind so of. So Shazam will obviously become before Man of Steel too. Well, I guess yeah. it's a pretty good follow up. That also, like Marvel does that a lot, where they yeah. like include like other characters from the universe to show that it's connected. So I think that's a pretty good idea, and probably because you know Billy Batson, he's essentially a teen, I think a teenager. Yeah. So. Um, It'd be cool to see him like looking up to Superman or whatever, and then maybe that can spark some sort of like, this is what I'm going to do with these sort of powers. I mean, that would just right. make sense. It seems like that's where they're going. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I know you're not too like keen on too Shazam excited. or whatever, yeah. but... Um, we'll see how that one goes. Yeah, I'm More really, excited for Men's Steel too. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Just wait for that. Okay. <laughs> All right, man. What, what, what do you got next? I will slide over to some X-Men news. Killer. So Dark Phoenix is coming out this year, I believe. And now we know that Hans Zimmer is going to score the movie. The last superhero movie he scored was Batman vs. Superman, and after which he said that he would never score another superhero movie. Liar! <laughs> um, How are you feeling about that, Casey? I, I, dude, Batman vs. Superman, say what you want about the film, and I, I fucking love some of the scores that are in there, especially Lex Luthor's film that... Dun, 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 I don't know, it's so great, man. Uh, I think he does pretty good work. So um, seeing him do uh, something in the sort of, not the MCU, but Marvel-related, that's pretty cool. Right. Yeah, it is interesting. At this point, I'm kind of always excited to sort of see what he does because I'm not like a specific fan of him or a lot of the films he does. But from Interstellar, which was a bit overbearing but still all right, Right. to to Batman vs. Superman, and then, uh, yeah, so... I like it. Are you looking forward to Dark Phoenix? Because I don't know what it is about it. It's just like the more and more I hear about it, the it's going down. Because like, uh, I'm I just like know. waiting for it, I guess. I'm just not an X-Men guy. Not, I did I did record movie. the original X-Men, and I'm going to see that for the first time in the next few days. You did? Okay. I'll keep you posted. You know what? I would actually like to watch it with you. Yeah, come on over. I need a refresher. <laughs> All right, man. What do we got next? We're going to slide into a little bit of speed through this next bit of news. So we got some Toy Story 4 updates. Stephanie Falsam, who worked on Thor Ragnarok, but I think there was a lot of controversy with her credit in that. Right. She's set to work on the script for the Pixar sequel. Uh, Josh Cooley is going to direct. He was the co-director with, excuse me, with John Lasseter before you know he stepped down after those uh, that stuff we'll call it. <laughs> and this is actually the first real news of this moving forward since the writers Rashida Jones and Will McCormick left the project in 2014. Jason, do you, do you care at all about Toy Story 4? Um, I don't think it's necessary to have a Toy Story 4. I think no. 3 ended perfectly the way it is. You know, Andy went off, and it's showing the toys, like, you know, will be continued to be passed along, essentially, so they can be played with. <laughs> a nice. It was a nice ending. Yeah. Um, do you do you want a Toy Story 4? No, I haven't watched since Toy Story 2. <laughs> you, you didn't see the third? No. Really? Wow. Okay. 
Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Okay, so uh, some possible, an update on Indiana Jones 5. Mr. Spielberg is reportedly looking at Indiana Jones 5 as his next project, and that's set to hit theaters July 10th, 2020. They've got a script basically done. I, I, David Kep or Kopp, however you pronounce his name, the writer, he said the word that it's, he said it's done, but I feel like it's not. And yeah, Spielberg's either going to do Indy 5 and then a West Side Story adaptation, or it's going to be the other way around. Okay. How are you feeling about either of these? I don't really care about West Side Story. I think Indy's pretty cool. I mean, I'm not a ridiculous fan of Indy, but I, they are great movies. I'm all, I am also think I'm one of the few who actually like Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I fucking I love it. Dude, I fucking love it too. So, and a lot of people hate on it. Once again, don't understand <laughs> why. Uh, and um, Sh- Shia LaBeouf, like he was hated on, but yeah. I-, I liked him in this movie. I'm not even a Sh- Shia LaBeouf fan or whatever so it kind of makes me wonder like where they're going to continue this because they have to make some sort of yeah. mention to him unless if, like some people were saying like full on like prequel like Indian is I don't want to nah. see that either but also I think Harrison Ford needs to sort of pass the torch along so I wouldn't have minded Shia LaBeouf like taking on that like mantle for just like one last movie uh, just to like you know you don't need any movies after that but just like this is what's yeah. going to the saga yeah. will sort of continue with him but not like developing more movies sure I know what you mean. Okay. leave <laughs> yeah. it like an open ending yeah 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 I don't know I agree I'm excited to see what they go for I do I was excited to see how they were going to transition away from Harrison Ford because after a while seeing old Harrison Ford just play himself in every movie it's kind of it's cool I mean how do you not love it but yeah yeah, yeah I want to see what they do to move forward do you know the hate behind Kingdom of the Crystal Skull because I really don't understand uh, I don't know it has to do with a lot of the effects a lot of the story direction they didn't people didn't like the dialogue too much which wasn't totally George Lucas's fault listen man like it's, I've seen all the other indie films this one has a bitchin story I'm I love them saying, all I, I love, love the story in Kingdom of the Crystal oh, Skull oh I mean Temple of Doom is alright but <laughs> I, I'm down <laughs> I'm down for any Indiana Jones movie right 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 okay right, we'll, uh, we'll slide on here all to right. the live action Sword in the Stone a rock forgive me for these names but we've got Juan Carlos Fresnadillo is in negotiations to direct the upcoming film. We have Brian Cogman, who uh, wrote on Game of Thrones. He wrote the script. And then Brigham Taylor from The Jungle Book, who I actually met, uh, and, and Louis, or Louis Provost are producing. Kaysen, how do you feel about Sword in the Stone? I uh, don't really care. <laughs> nice. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how this, uh, if they merge this with the, uh, the Merlin saga that Ridley Scott might do. Right. Slide on maybe, here still. Maybe. Okay. Possibly. Possibly. Uh, so according to Collider, Deadpool 2, the first trailer, is going to debut alongside Black Panther in theaters. So I assume we're going to be getting it that week. Right on. You excited for the trailer? I'm the, excited the official, for the trailer. Actual trailer? And just to say that Collider's like, uh, it's a good, reliable, reliable source. Yes, uh, sure. Um, so awesome that we get that, and then we get to follow it up with Black Panther in the theater. That's fucking there awesome. There we go. Or the theater. Uh, theater. <laughs> still moving on. Detective Pikachu. Still more news on that. It just keeps coming. So Ken <laughs> Ken Watanabe from uh, Godzilla, Batman Begins. He's been cast as Detective Yoshida in the upcoming Pikachu movie. Now remember that Ryan Reynolds is set to portray Pikachu, you know, voice acting, while Justice Smith and Catherine Newton star. Look out for that film, what is it, next year, I believe? And they started production on it recently, so. Cool. It's chugging along. <laughs> And then Big Little Lies Season 2. We now have news that Meryl Streep is going to portray the mother of Alexander Skarsgård's character. So, spoiler alert in 3, 2, 1. Alright, Skarsgård's character died in the last episode of the final season. So, it's gonna... Thankfully. Fuck that guy. 
So it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna be interesting to see, you know, what they do with that storyline. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Wait, uh, Skarsgård. That's is that one of the actors? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I forgot the related character. Related to Bill Skarsgård. He is. He's uh, his older nah. brother. Nice. Nice. All right. <laughs> That'd Moving be funny on, if it, two guys <laughs> named Skarsgård were. <laughs> no, okay, I don't know, man. That's just the yeah. connection I made. So. You got to check. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay, so we're moving into God Particle here. Uh, a cool name. This is actually the follow-up to Ten Cloverfield Lane, which was the surprise follow-up to Cloverfield. Both smash hits. Cloverfield was pretty big in its day, and then Ten Cloverfield Lane. They had like a weird marketing campaign where it just came out. And people loved it. Critics loved it. Made some money. Yeah, it was a good movie. I saw it even. Oh, okay. Yeah. And now they've been working on the follow-up to 10 Cloverfield Lane called God Particle or Cloverfield Station. And I guess they even shot on it from June to September 2016. This is for Paramount. But now with the new leadership in, in Paramount, it's uh, it's not going well. The guy, I guess the, the dude, he, he looked at it and he basically said, nah, they canned <laughs> a lot of the stuff they've done. So... They're working on selling it to Netflix, so we'll see. This is this is going to be an interesting, probably disappointing end to a, a surprising couple of good films. Would you say it's a good opportunity for Netflix to like possibly take this on? Or it is and it isn't. It's one of those things where I think they'd want to go for something more cinematic, which you know is it's right. different to do when you're doing it on the streaming service. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But then again, I mean, we'll see how that goes. I'm yeah. not too invested. All right. But this does bring up. I wanted to ask you just. To, Go over this again. I think we've talked about it before. Ooh, this is sparking a little <laughs> conversation here. Talking about the theaters versus streaming. You know, for a wh- couple of years, for a while now, you know, theater attendance has gone down for a lot of reasons, and then the rise of streaming is coming up. So, how do you feel about? It? Tell us a little bit how you feel about that stuff. Like, just starting with which do you prefer? Like, just in oh, general, you prefer oh. going to theater? Do you, would you I, like to more stay home and stream? No, dude, I I love going to the theater because I'm fully invested into what's on the screen. I just <coughs> For the life of me, like any new release that I haven't seen, nine times out of ten, I'm so distracted just sitting like on my couch, like watching the TV. I, I just not zone and focus on it. I don't know what it is about it. It's just like I like being in the theater because it's the only thing I'm thinking about in the dark room. It's just great. There's great sound, big ass picture. It's, it's great, dude. Sure. Um, I understand why people don't necessarily like it. Like, even to use my dad as an example, like, he doesn't like it because, like, you're, you know, next to all these, like, strangers and stuff. He prefers going to, like, see, like, new movies, like, way really? past the opening yeah. weekend. Um, and me and you, like, we treat movies like a, like events, especially, like, the comic book movies, uh-huh. Star Wars and everything. And that's just a fun experience to have about it because you got everyone else in the theater, like, watching the thing that you also enjoy. So, um and you get to like laugh together, you know, and just like be in shock together, whatever it is. Yeah, I do. I just way prefer the the theater experience as opposed to streaming. And streaming does have its benefits, sure, sure, but uh yeah, theater all the way. Oh yeah, definitely agree. It's always nice to go see a movie in the theater. I see them as much as possible, really. Yeah. And then uh how do you, how do you feel about, you know how the window from theatrical release to home release has been getting a little shorter especially with movies that honestly do worse yeah Yeah, would you be are you more excited for the home releases and the streaming options becoming available sooner um i hope i hope that physical copies won't become obsolete basically because of, of streaming uh because i've always had that issue just like you know what if your wi-fi is down or something like that like you never have to worry about it because you always have it and, yeah and, you know and you got a dvd player most people do so you just pop it right in man and 
and something like with Netflix, like, oh, I want to watch this, but oh, they took it out to put like this piece of shit in there. It's like, yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. So that's why I like physical copies, and it's a hu- I love how fast it's, uh, movies come to DVD. Like, we're getting The Last Jedi soon, like, solid, mm, dude. Yep, yep. Because movies like that, like, I, I watched the fuck out of them, Chase. So, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, I'm sure you like the, the fact that movies come to DVD. I do. Much sooner. It's an interesting conundrum. I mean, I love it, really, because yeah. why would I... You don't have to... Well, now with movie pets, it's not an issue, but normally yeah. before you'd have to see it. If you wanted to see it a couple times, it costs a little bit. Then you'd have to wait good like four months or something or five months even yeah. for a release. But now it is it is nice that you get them a bit sooner. But then again, it's funny because I feel like they dissipate from the public's mind a little sooner. Because mm-hmm. you know, it'll happen, then a few months later, they're like, oh, it's the home release and you get some behind the scenes or updates. But then it just kind of goes away, you know, yeah. so... It's interesting. I, I wanted, do like it though. Yeah, I did want to mention the movie pass because if a lot more uh, movie going audiences like to the theater like would know about that, maybe it'd encourage people uh, to go more. I mean, you could definitely like lower the price of like a ticket sales or, or at least popcorn or like something. You know what I mean? Right. And I mean that's the biggest issue is cost, and you know, and oh yeah, certain families can't afford to go to the like see as as much as like as many good. There's a lot of good movies that came out in 2017. Oh yeah, and some like I still haven't seen. I'm really upset about, but like you know, people don't have the time or even just the money to go and see these movies. So something's got to change. And you would think the with the industry going down that they would sort of adjust to that, but. Yeah, I guess we're seeing sort of a, a transition or an attempt to transition with, like I said, with the streaming services and then the more the movie pass type deals. Yeah. You know, because you can buy cards at like Costco for like eighty nine bucks a year and you can see as many movies. It's so there's plenty of stuff like that. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I think I said what was it a couple of years ago? It, it was really a tipping point with you know yeah. the theaters. So we'll see see how they react. Yeah, if you guys don't know, movie pass is a very very good deal. It's very, very much, twisted. It's very much worth it and very twisted. Look okay. into it, guys. Yeah. Sliding on into some news I'm always excited about. John Wick 3. Twist it again. We have it officially confirmed that Chad Stahelski, who directed the second one, is going to return for this chapter. Now, the unconfirmed reports are that the filming is going to begin on March 1st in New York, and then with Spain and Russia being two possible other locations. Plus, uh, once again, sorry about the names here. Hiroyuki Sanada uh, from the Wolverine. She may star, I believe it's she, uh, as <laughs> as the boss of a Japanese crime syndicate. Okay. And finally, that Stahelski is searching for another female lead. And I said finally, but it's also being said that Ruby Rose, Common, and Lawrence Fishburne will return. Sweet. Yeah. Do you feel anything about John Wick? Uh, I'm going to take you up on watching John Wick, dude. Nice. I, I got to watch the first and the second. Got to see what very the hype's twisted. about at least. Very twisted. I, hopefully, I like the first one because everybody fucking loves them. So I gotta hop on that train, I guess. Yeah, it, I don't know. This is interesting news. Right. I mean, like I said, I've said before, I was excited to see if they were gonna go a bit more worldwide with this, and it looks like they might see John get out of the city because right now he's on the run. Won't spoil why. Uh, and then um, having Lawrence Fishburne back, he was definitely great. Ruby Rose, I'm surprised she's back. She she had a bit of a disappointing end for me. And then Common, it's going to be good to see him back. So if all of this turns out to be true, um, I'm going to be excited. Cool. Fucking love me some John Wick. Hey, you do love you some John Wick. Yeah, uh, we're sliding into... Some... You some John Wick. That's enough of that. You know what I meant. 
Let's just slide into some news that Kason here is excited oh about. Oh my god, I'm so happy we get to talk about it on my favorite podcast. Here we go. <laughs> Very nice. So Montley Crew has been talking about making a feature film about their New York Times bestseller autobiography, The Dirt, for a fucking decade. <laughs> and yeah. finally it's having some movement. So the last update since okay, the last update we got was Jeff Tremaine, you know, the director of Jackass, was gonna direct it back in twenty fourteen for Motley's final tour. Or you know, when it was announced. And we're going to announce them together. And originally it was going to be a theatrical release, but now it's looking like Netflix has picked up the production. The script is written by Rich Wilkes and Tom Kapanos, and then Motley Crue are co-producers on the project. And the latest news, as of January 18th, is it's confirmed that Machine Gun Kelly is going to portray Tommy motherfucking Lee. <laughs> Jason, tell us about there, the Motley Crue movie. I wrote that, so that's why he's emphasizing the motherfuckings and everything else. But, oh my God, dude, I'm so happy this is finally getting off the ground because, like I said, I remember like when they were announcing the final tour and then I saw the press conference of Jeff Tremaine talk about the movie and it's been up until this point we've not heard a damn thing about it. So, um... It's dude, it's just super exciting. But also to touch on like the whole Netflix and streaming thing, since it's gonna be a Netflix movie, I it sucks because I really have to like watch yeah. the screen now yeah. because I I wish this was gonna come out in theaters. I hope for some sort of feel like probably one of the best music uh, biopics. Honestly, it's straight out of Compton to me. That's a good one. Um, I I normally I would say like the Doors movie, but even though it is like a. It's definitely up there. It's one of my favorite movies of like all time, and definitely one of the best biopics. But there's something different uh, about it. I don't know. I I I just see Straight Outta Compton and these two being more of the same feel. The Doors is very unique in its own way. Um, it's also been announced though, as of like yesterday or two days ago. Uh, the rest of the cast actually. Oh, twisted. So Vince Neil is going to be portrayed by Daniel Weber, which if you watch the Punisher series on Netflix again. Um, He's going to be playing Vince Neil. Um, and Iwan Rion, I guess he's on Game of Thrones. Um, he He's going to play Mick Mars and Machine Gun Kelly is Tommy Lee, obviously. And uh, Nikki Six is going to be portrayed by Douglas Booth. Um, I don't know what his, like where his work comes from. Right. But um, Daniel Weber, not too excited about because I watched The Punisher and <laughs> he doesn't. I'm not seeing it, man. I'm really not seeing it. And I'm like, hopefully when they put like a wig on the dude or whatever, <laughs> it's going to look right. Um, Machine Gun Kelly, I can sort of see it. That, uh, in the very beginning, Tommy Lee wanted to have Ashton Kutcher portray him. I'm like, oh, that works. <laughs> but now that I'm thinking about it, it's like if we had like that 70s show Ashton Kutcher, it would have been perfect because they, they sort of have the same face and just act the same. So that's great. Right. Um, and Douglas Booth as Nikki Six, dude, I looked up a picture of him and it just fucking works. Like, it, it, it just works. We got all of them except for one. So it's got, like I said, I, I want to see, like, once they put the wig on, what that looks like and everything. But uh, this is just very long awaited, man. And I, I, I'm really happy it's finally coming off the ground. Um, I do wish it was going to be a theatrical release, but uh, I'll take what I can get. So. Do you have sure. any thoughts on this? Because yeah. I know you like a couple songs of Motley yeah. Crue. So. It's interesting. We'll see how it goes. I feel like Motley Crue definitely... Th- that This could... You know, it's one of those ones where you could imagine them coming up with a crazy good movie, like basi- basing yeah. a story on that. So yeah. we'll see. It is exciting that they actually they have the full cast now. Right. It's written and they're yeah. mo- moving forward. So yeah. it's good news. Yes, it is. Uh, and I'm glad that we got to end the show on this great, great note. <laughs>
Well, guys, that about wraps it up for today on this episode of Back on Movie News. Be sure to give this video a like and subscribe to our channel. We really appreciate your support. And drop a comment below, whether it be anything that we talk about today or anything you'd like to bring into discussion and some questions that we can answer during the show. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, at BackRowOfficial, and follow those pages for upcoming videos coming to you guys. We love you all. Have a great day. We'll see you next time right here on Back on Movie News. Love you. Bye.